every Arizona homeowner's best friend. And it all has to do with you. Thanks for tuning in. It's Rosie on the house. Your weekend wake-up tradition. Come on around back, Arizona. It's Saturday morning, 8 o'clock. We're in the outdoor living hour here at Rosie on the House, your Saturday morning tradition since 1988. Now, if you follow along in our home maintenance calendar, you know we've got set guests for this outdoor living hour. The first Saturday of the month, we have the Farm Bureau and the second Saturday, a certified arborist. The third Saturday, nursery specialist. The fourth Saturday, urban farm. Well, what happens on these months where we get a fifth Saturday? Well, the home maintenance calendar says do DIY landscape tips, but um, projects, but because projects just aren't what they are, uh, you know, that was originally designed. I think the thought was if you were going to try and get something done before the holidays in your landscape, but we just thought, you know what, we, let's talk artificial turf instead because we had a very busy uh, month in August. It was our water month in this uh, Rosie on the house, uh, Donna with water use it wisely was here and there was a conversation about artificial turf and i was looking back at the archives I'm like it's been about four years since we had a conversation about artificial turf with somebody that sells it installs it and so we've invited ray lopez of liberty greens down in studio to join us to talk this first half hour about artificial turf and if you've got artificial turf questions you can get a hold of ray triple eight 767-4348 that's one triple eight rosie for you for this next half hour and get you on air but ray let's start from the beginning um artificial turf has come a long way from where it, w- it was basically indoor outdoor carpet when it first started <laughs> yes it was we've been installing for 17 years when we first started the installing process most grasses were very simple uh, single blade didn't have a shape to them no infill uh, see how the color on this grass is? You've brought in for uh, about six different samples here, and uh, they've all got different lengths, which you call pile. The pile the is pile the height. length of the blade. So there's a pile height in the actual yarn. So I'm trying to show you if, if you could see it on camera. There is an, a blade inside it. it. It almost looks like a dead grass. And that, graze, that grass will mimic... Are a real grass. So it almost looks real. When you stand back, it's hard to distinguish this from real grass. And one of the things they've done is they've put imperfections, you know, as at one point it got so pretty, it looked so fake, you could tell. You've got this brown down here that looks like the thatch. It, it is the thatch. So it's, it's actually called thatch. So it's good. It's fake thatch. <laughs> <laughs> artificial it, thatch. <laughs> it, it's, art, it's artificial thatch. And when we started this, None of this was even available. The The infill was just one type of infill. We didn't have infill for dogs, uh, pet odors, things like that. Over the years, they've increased. Now they've also expanded into international grasses. So I don't know if you want to get on that or not, but we here at Liberty Greens do not use international grasses. These are all from Georgia. These are all from America Georgia. made the yarn is Tenkani yarn, and it is manufactured, made here in Georgia. It's put together, it's 15-year warranty on all these grasses. And the reason, if I can explain it, it's hard on the radio, but if I was at a customer's house, I would just show you 
you're in direct sunlight, these grasses will fade if they're international grasses. We just did a, an estimate for a job. It's about 10,000 square feet. Most of the grass on the property is yellowing out. It's, it's literally turning brown. So it's a home that already had artificial... It's not a... It's a, it's a or I there... won't say the name of it, but it's a high-end condominium place in Scottsdale. They installed it about two years ago. They're having a lot of odor from the degradation of the plastics coming from here because it doesn't have the UV protection on it. So when in July and you're standing right by the grass, it actually smells toxic. You can smell it burning up. <laughs> it's an international grass. They had two other estimates. And the first thing they asked me is, what is wrong with the grass? Because they cannot get a hold of the person who installed it. He's done. He's gone. The name, no, it's done. The, even though he was a licensed contractor at the time, he's not there. He's not available. It's 10,000 square feet of grass. A lot of money. And I'm sure the person will be fine me sharing the story because I don't want anybody else to have this situation. If, if I could avoid someone spending twice the money that they uh it seems like it's more up front but a job done right should cost more up front but it'll save you in the long run because it'll last longer the less maintenance no callbacks it, it most projects will pay for themselves on the more expensive ones in the long run that's true now on the international grasses there are some decent ones it's hard to tell anymore and, and Romy, if I go to a job and you ask me, is that an international grass right when it's installed? I can't tell unless I lift up the grass and then inspect the backing. The, they're getting so good with it. The problem is the standards are not met. They're just not met. So you will get yellowing. You'll get odor. And the grass will just, you can start pulling out from the tuft. So see all the seaming back here? The seaming on the back of this grass is five-star seeming. You're not going to ever be able to pull this grass. So the dogs can go like this, and it's going to be very hard for them to rip it out. Now, you had mentioned color fading. I mean, eventually, this is going to start. Nothing can stand out in the Arizona sun forever. Could you ever recode it or respray it or recolor it? Uh, I, I've never had to do that. We have grass installed 17 years, and it's still green. We do warranty in 15 years. Now, the only... Caveat, I think I was talking to you earlier this week. I pulled up on a job. There was burn and fade from a window. So It took me a little while to get that because I'm like, a window's in the house. But it really, the window was on the house, but it was reflecting back onto mm -hmm. the grass. It amplifies the, the heat. How close was that grass up to the foundation of the home? 24 inches. So it was two feet away. And was the burn mark about that two feet? It was. Or was it, it was how 20, far out can that light burn? That I, artificial. I've, I've seen it. It it just depends on the window height. So the window height when the sun hits on the west and the south, and sometimes even on the east. So and in those situations, we can cover all those. There's there's always a, a way to get out of it with the window tinting, etc. And if you want, uh, I, I didn't have the number for that, but there, there's companies that are Rosie certified that do that for us. So they'll go out to the house, free inspection, they'll give you a charge, what it would cost to tint these windows, then they can put their grass in. Now this job, I would not install it unless they did the window tint. 
it's just not worth it for them. They already installed this grass. They have to pay me to come take out the old grass and put in new grass, whereas all they would have had to do is put the window tin up. And okay, so that's now if the job is done right. You know, it, it's like painting. It's so much as the prep work. You've got to get the grading right. You've got to get, you know, make sure you have your drainage. A lot of people think that there's no sprinklers. Well, most of these still do have sprinklers systems underneath to clean off the grass at times. Do you all do that? No, and that, that's a misnomer. So let me let me explain what the sprinklers do. Well, some and, and real quick before we get there, just let me ask this question. If it's done well and you're going to replace the grass 15 20 years later do you find there's a lot of reworking you have to do or if it was done right the first time is it just rolling up the old grass and rolling out the new one and you're done in any case we do it because the nails are not galvanized so we have iron nails are going in the ground they're going to expand so when you're pulling up the old grass with all the seams you're going to disrupt the level of the, the base so we would always rework a base no matter what we just would we'd scrape it repack it reconstitute our base to our level maybe we'd crown it a little bit but we would always make sure it's perfect so when you're pulling up the old grass you're going to pull up the base with it in most cases and so the what it goes into it we take out the soil take out the kill of the old grass put it in go about three to four inches down put our our drainage base, which quarter minus. And then we could put an amount of moisture, pack it, get it just the right amount of, uh, just to make our, our form on it, put the grass down, and it's it's perfect. And we'll do the S seam or the uh, zipper seam. And what was your question? I just forgot on that. No, you answered it. Okay. Do you have to rework the ground underneath it if you're just doing a straight replace? Yeah. So we have replaced a lot of grasses from other companies that have either gone out of business or the grass is yellowing and they they either don't want to use the company or they can't get a hold of the company. And usually it's they just don't want to get a hold of the company. They just don't want to deal with them. They've had the grass in three years. It's yellowing. And... So these people are just, they want a Rosie certified company. They know we're going to be held to a standard that's way above what the ROC has. In that, go ahead. And then I'll let you answer the sprinkler question. But first, we've got Petra on the line. You had mentioned something about pets earlier, and she has a couple questions. Okay, but don't let me forget about the irrigation. No, I Very important. I I got got you. Petra, good morning, and welcome to the broadcast. Morning, Petra. Good morning. So I really want artificial grass. But I have two large dogs, and they dig and, you know, do everything that dogs do. But what I'm really worried about is the odor. Um, I went over to a friend's place. She had artificial grass. It really smelled like dog urine. Um, And you were talking, you kind of touched on that a little bit earlier. So I was wondering, can you tell me more about if, if I do get this grass, can you do something about the odor? Um, also, I was worried about the dogs, if they were chewing it and eating it, is there anything in there? Um, the other problem I have, kind of unrelated, but the current place that I want to put the grass in is full of net sedge. Um, and I've been told that that's really hard to get rid of. So I just wanted your thoughts on what we could do about those or if 
artificial grass is even something I should be considering. Okay, well, Ray's writing pretty fast here. I've got three questions out of there. And, uh, <laughs> well, I've got a quick follow-up question for Petra before we get into Ray's uh, answers and every, all the notes he's written down here. But we're going to have to do that after the break. Hang tight. All right, continuing our conversation with Petra, who's called in to talk to Ray from Liberty Greens about artificial turf. And Petra, you had said at the very beginning you wanted artificial turf, but then you weren't sure if it was right for you. What about artificial turf is it that's attracting your attention? Oh, the fact that I could have a green lawn all year and I don't have to do the maintenance that I'm doing on mine right now. Um I, I've seen turf that is just absolutely gorgeous, and I would like my yard to look like that. I'm just worried because I have the dogs. Plus, I've got this nut sedge problem. All right. Well, Ray's been busy writing and taking notes the whole time, so we're going to go through these one at a time. And actually, this is a uh, you get a bonus on this because Ray is also uh, Scottsdale Weed and Fertilizer. You've got two sister companies, so you are actually going to be able to address nut sage as well. Hi, Petra. This is this is Ray with Liberty Greens. I think he's. I think oh. Gary put her on hold just okay. to keep the background, and we okay. didn't want to hear those dogs come into so play. So, um, <laughs> am I answer the questions? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, the watering issue. No more watering. No fertilizer. No weed control. No fungicide. No mowing. Those are five pluses we're gonna have right there. It is absolutely dog safe, pet safe, children safe. All those because there is zero lead in these grasses. I cannot say the same for international grasses, but I know these grasses are. So that's one. Two, the allergies on dogs, sometimes from real grass, are a problem with their skin. So we do install this grass for very high-end dogs that are have the papers and etc. for people just for allergies. And the nut's edge is not a problem. We can get rid of the nut's edge properly. And it's safely. So you have the safety for the dog. And that's that real nasty weed that if you try and pick it by hand, it just shoots the root down further. <laughs> well, it's actually a true, it's a true sedge. It's not, it's not a monocot or dicot. It's a sedge. And what you have to do is you have to treat it and have the material travel to the nutlet and kill the nutlet. So that's our goal on killing it. It may take two or three applications to kill it. And then we can go ahead and know it's safe to put it down and not worry about nut sedge. I have photos of nut sedge coming right through the grass two months after this. And if you talk to Jay Harper, he'll know something too. He's seen some on him. Uh, so, Petra, you were asking about the so the safety factor, not a problem. Allergies, not a problem. We do have a product. It's called Envirofill. It's a quartz type material that goes into the yarn. We use two to three pounds per square foot. It will eliminate the pet odors by controlling the bacterial, uh, you know, breakdown of the of the urine. Obviously, with the secondary thing, they just picked up the poop when they can wash it off. It's fine. Other than that, I have been on jobs where we will wear a mask because the odor is so intense. <clears throat> Yeah, you, you can't stand there in the summer. The dog urine is extremely strong and pungent, and people's backyards are relegated to, to basically... You can't even go back there. block wall that's radiating all oh, the it's, heat it's, and just baking it nicely. We wear <laughs> respiratory things when we pull it out. 
throw it in the dump, back of the dump, and then we just dump it out. And then we also have to remove the base on those. So before you do install it, talk to a professional and make sure it's done right with the Envirofill. And don't use half Envirofill, half silica. It's a lot less expensive to do that. Use the complete Envirofill. That's what you're using. And it's not cheap. It's a dollar a square foot. That's the cost of the Envirofill. So we just add that to the job. Now, Whatever I thought the you guys left sprinklers in so you could wash pet waste off, but you had said in the last break that's not true. No, it, it's it's not. And it's not to it's to cool the yarn. The yarn does get hot in the summer. The dogs do not mind the heat. The dogs lay in this grass in the middle of July and August, and it doesn't bother them. If you and I were to do it, just walking on your travertine tile, it's going to burn your foot. Grass will get hot. This, all this grass here that you see has cool yarn technology. So it's about 15 degrees cooler than the international grasses. So it works. There is a difference between these grasses, night and day. And every job is different. Some are complicated, some are small, some are on a hill. We've done some where we're staggering down and uh, every job is different. So that's the good thing about my job. It's never boring. It's <laughs> never boring. Some jobs I don't want to do, but you know what? We, we do them anyway. Camelback Mountain, we've done four or five jobs on the sides of the hill. And boy, I'll tell you what, to put the quarter minus base in there or the AB underneath, getting it up through the hill is just almost impossible. We had to crane in Silverleaf over the house, <laughs> all the material, all the aggregate, all the silica, everything had to be craned over the house, and it was about a $12 million house. So that goes into the cost of job. So if anybody calls and says, oh, what is the price for grass? There's never a set price. I need to look at every job. And you've got five different samples here. I'm sure that one will, just this one that's closest to me, the blades are the longest, so just sure material-wise, this one's probably going to be the more expensive one than a short base one like this. This is the most expensive. Now, these are diamonds, so... The pet turf is actually, this is for the dogs or playgrounds for children. <coughs> All right, hang tight. We can do a lot of things here at Rosie on the House, but we can't stop the clock. We've been talking about artificial turf with Ray Lopez of Liberty Greens. You can find him in the artificial turf category at Rosie on the House. And we've been talking about, uh, you know, grass selection and install. But let's talk about some of the problems that you run into. And if somebody has artificial turf, has issues, what are some of the things we can do aside from start saving for a replacement job? Thank you for sticking with us here at Rosie on the House, 8 o'clock hour, outdoor living hour, continuing our conversation with artificial turf. And I thought we had answered the irrigation question that you were like, uh, it's for cooling it off. But there apparently is more to not irrigating your artificial turf that you'd like to touch on. There is, Romy. You can leave the irrigation in. I don't advise on it. One, you have active live lines under the grass that can and will break. The substructure is there. The base is there. When that line breaks, it's going to actually cause a big dip in the grass. Your foundation is compromised. 
Then we have sinkhole. to completely pull the grass up. All the all these nails that have expanded due to the the rust. You're we have to replace everything, and then it has silica in it. So you're never going to get the same layback. So there's standards in how many nails you put in, let's say, a piece of hardy backer before you lay tile on top. Is there standards on how many nails that are going across the seam? Uh, there are on different if – you, if you have a complicated one with a lot of lengths, but if you use an S seam, you can use it less. Uh, zipper seam, you can use less. On a straight seam, you want to use more. Um, there, there are, there's a standard of them and there is a standard of a type of nail. You do not want to use a galvanized nail. The galvanized nail seems like it's the one you want to use. Well, yeah, something that won't rust. Yeah, but the rust is actually going to take this grass and pull it down and keep those seams strengthened because the rust expands. And go look at my grasses that have been in 17 years. They're gorgeous, and you can barely see a seam. You'll start maybe after 11, 12 years, you might be able to see because of frost, heat, frost, heat. and Mainly heat. Main, <laughs> uh, well, yeah, the heat, yeah. So it's, it's actually the contraction from the, from the frost. Uh, the, uh, Flagstaff might have a little more of the frost. Uh, ex- no, we, we get some freezes. <laughs> we get those hard freezes in Arizona. But if you get that back and forth, back and forth, that's where you're going to start seeing a seam over years. Um, when you S it or you zipper it on those special type of seams, strength is uh, 10 times. So this goes – so part of the irrigation is right install. If you install over an irrigation, you're just setting yourself up for a huge if, maintenance problem if there's a leak. If that's just one of the setbacks. So if we have an irrigation on the lawn to cool it down or whatever you wanted to clean it off or whatever you're, think, you're thinking of for the, for the lawn – our waters are hard. We have calcium. Calcium is a salt. It's a base. It's white. So when you're, you have calcium, you're going to – it's not the direct water hitting. It's the mist. So as the water is separating you're, and you're losing that calcium ion, it's going to hit this tarp right here. And it'll just touch the tops of it. And then you'll see little white speckles on it. And then it's just going to gradually grow and grow. It, you know, a stalactite or stalagmite, same exact – thing we have minerals in our water they're always white or yellowish in color and it's going to affect this grass so i've actually seen real grass right next to a putting green and we didn't do it it was just one i was working on and the putting green as a fringe the real grass was not even watering on the grass but when the wind would blow it would blow a little bit of the water on the grass the putting green half of it was white half of the and this was a very expensive putting green and so they basically are just going to have to redo the whole thing. I never thought of it from a hard water deposit side. So you're, you're basically just turning your green artificial turf into a white calcium by watering it. Eventually. And there are areas, Glendale, Phoenix, Scottsdale, whatever area you're in, I'm sure the particulates are different. Some areas, I know in Glendale, they have really hard water. That you're, it's going to be a faster. You're going to have a lot, a lot of problems. We install grass around fountains. The first is chlorine, so you're going to use chlorine in the fountain. You, it'll go three months. You're going to have, and it's it's because if the water stays intact and does not spill out or it's it, they're dropping on the other parts of the water, there's uh, mist from that water. It's going to come on that grass. You cannot get it off. You can, you can. I think there's one product out there that helps. It's just replace it. 
That's it. So is there any more reasons to not have an irrigation system? No hard water deposits, no leaks. You know, you're talking about the heat. And Jay Harper always said, you know, I don't care if it gets hot because I'm not going to be standing on it when it's 110 degrees outside anyway. <laughs> uh, the benefits of having the water are not worth it to me. There are some benefits to having water in it. For the, for, it will cool it down in the summer. If your children are out playing in this grass and it's the middle of July, it's 115 out, it's going to cool the They're grass down. They're not playing on the grass. But you could squirt <laughs> it down. They're not playing outside. <laughs> uh, not, not for very long. <laughs> no, they don't. They usually play in a pool. Yeah. <laughs> so I always advise people, we will leave the sprinklers in. We'll put them in, whatever you want. Everybody is my boss. So I will give everybody the proper tools, uh, explanation of what is to be done properly. 17 years doing this. A lot of experience, a lot of things I've seen. I I'm see new things now and then. But anyway, if I can tell somebody this, if they choose not to do it, I will do what they ask. But then I, I put in a caveat on the warranty. Say, well, we're not going to warranty against calcium, against any white spots on the grass. Um same with the windows. Every company does that. And so <clears throat> I had a question on that with the windows. If this was a good quality artificial turf and the windows burnt it uh, from the reflection of the sun, can you come back and just cut out a section and replace what was burnt? On every job, we leave at least a five-by-five five piece of that dye lot of grass. So if they lose the dye lot... We can bring in, hopefully they'll still be making that grass. We can bring in that grass. It's not going to be the same dye lot. You will notice a difference. So they only make so much grass in this dye lot. It's, it's, that's it. It's done. Shut it off. Go to another dye lot. It's just like a paint. When they have a paint, you, you can't really, on your car, things like that. And when this gets in the sun, this is going to have a tiny change. In July and August, you'll not you will not see it. But if I put this exact grass right next to it, you'll barely notice a little bit of difference. But then this will this grass will if it's the same dye lot, it will meld into this grass. You will never see it. We did a seventy thousand dollar putting green within six weeks. One of the landscapers on the fringe had his blower. It tipped over. We had about a four by four <laughs> melt. Where the muffler was on that grass. I thought you were going to say he mowed it. <laughs> no. no. Uh, that, that hasn't happened yet with us. Oh, good. Uh, knock on wood. But no, we, we, we were able to fix that. We left about five pieces for that gentleman. And uh, if he's out there, wonderful uh, wonderful man uh, up in... Uh, oh, that was in Silver no, Leaf. just a little, Silver Leaf a little burn from a leaf blower exhaust. It, that's it. And it's not... It has to be on the physical grass for an amount of time. So it was very hot. It was a metal muffler, and it, it burnt it. So, like, what about food, drinks? I mean, you know, let's say it's like right now. This is a perfect time to be outside. You got a big uh, party watching, you know, the, the Tigers football this afternoon, and hmm. you're having the picnic on there. I mean, is, is food scraps? I mean, do you have to be careful about not eating and drinking on it? Indestructible. Uh, maybe if you have some dyes, you know. Maybe not a crawfish dyes. boil on it. A what? Maybe not do a crawfish boil on it. <laughs> Probably not. And and then there have been people that have put 
a barbie, you know, those uh, charcoal ones, over the grass. And they've cooked their steaks on a short little barbecue thing. The heat from that will will melt us. So what we've done, if they ask me, hey, I'm going to cook out of here, we would build a paver Designated base, area. And that's where they have their – and we'll go with a six-by-six six or whatever – beautiful base in there with whatever travertine or pavers whatever they want and uh then they can put their have their little fire have it really nice now this sit on the grass this backing is a lot stronger than carpet do you guys ever have situations like in carpet where you got to go restretch it or there's a wrinkle or a kink that turns into it from you know just walk and wear and tear no. maybe a windstorm that's lifted a no. Once you put the infill and we go about on this one, we would use at least three, three and a half pounds of it if it's a it's a supreme rounded silica. So it's a very good silica that goes and it is broomed into this yarn. So you're not the infill's not underneath. The infill's on top. No, the base is underneath. So there's A B quarter minus on the base. And then we would put the infill in here with a special type of broom. It's a a gas-powered broom that would broom <laughs> this. Very stiff tines on it. And gas-powered broom. It's a gas-powered round broom. Is that, that something I can buy, Amanda? She might. She might. It's <laughs> 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 not for sweeping because it'll it'll tear your floor to pieces. Okay. And you know what? It doesn't hurt this grass. It would anything else. It would just destroy. Um, but some people have asked us to rebroom their grass, and if it's international grass, we've tried to do it, and it just rips up this grass. So they have bald spots over it. And you said you do three pounds per square foot of the infill on these longer ones. On this right here, we would do two pounds, and this would be envirofill. So if you're doing a pet turf, we want to use only envirofill. And just for a visual, you know, we're probably looking at a half inch blade length here, and this one's an inch and a half. Uh, on the higher end No, this, end is, one. this is actually one inch. That's a full inch? That's an inch. This is uh, almost a two and a half to three inch. So it's about two and a half inch. So right on there. the short one inch one, we're using less infill over the top. Yeah. And uh, and then there's sure. three other sizes in between these two extremes for, you know, one inch, one and a half, two. See, that's the pile height right there. When it's all broomed up, you can tell. And when you're walking, so we have done these where they put tables they have a lot of parties. Children are playing all the time around playgrounds. We would put this. We have another one. It's, it's a playground. It's a little bit higher, maybe a half inch higher. It's, it's more like this. See this one, how beautiful that is? The pet turf, it's a good-looking grass when it's in. Uh, but these are also for aesthetics and comfort. This is more for just you're going to beat it up every day. That's, that's what you, this is the perfect grass for that. You could set more on it, like a... Oh, parties. A, uh, square dancing, whatever you want to do. You know, a, a cup on that. This one's got a lot more fluff, and you would need something heavier that wouldn't tip over to set well, anything down Well, this on one, that. you mainly is for just really to show off a gorgeous area. Where not, you're not going to get a lot of traffic on this. If you're going to have a, uh, heavy traffic, this grass or this grass would be the best. This is intermediate right here, so this could take quite a bit of traffic. And there are things we can do. We can always come back later on and rebroom it, resilica this area if it does have traffic marks on these and bring it all back up, make it brand new. 
So now, because there's silica on top, and I think Gary's telling me we'll have to get to this one after the break, um, do you ever have to worry about weeds coming in after it? So we'll save that question for the backside of this break. Like I said, we could do a lot of things here, but we can't stop the clock. Down to our final segment here, talking artificial turf with Ray Lopez of Liberty Greens. Ray, um, as we were going to the break, you were talking about infill going on top, and it's silica sand. You know, can, between wind and birds, can you still get weed seed that will germinate in the silica sand and inside of this, or, or does the heat kind of kill the seed? Do you ever have to come back and do any kind of you know, weed treatment application? No, you see the backing. It's 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 impermeable backing. You're not going to the weed may grow up in that silica, but it's there's not a lot of nutrition in there, so it's not, it's just not going to stay. There may be a weed that grows through there, but it's I've never seen that. The only weed I've seen, see these holes right here, for the drainage for the water drainage. That's where you'll get weeds. You'll get nutsedge, Bermuda. That's the most common. And also, say I cut a seam right here down the middle of this piece. When I'm seaming it together, there's a small little gap here. The nuts edge and Bermuda will find its way right there, and you'll see where the seam – they'll bust through there, and it'll actually pull the grass apart because they're so prolific. So those things we really need to worry about. There are pre-emergence we can put underneath the grass. So when we're doing the demolition – under the artificial Under grass. the artificial grass. So when we're doing our demolition process, we're there with another truck to actually incorporate a pre-emergent underneath the grass so nothing grows through it. How many of your installs are going over old Bermuda lawns versus a different type of hardscape? 80%. 80% are going over? Over old lawns because of, one, the cost of water, the fertilizing, the weed control, the fungicide, uh, mowing. I think the biggest thing is the mowing. But if you water, we have jobs in Paradise Valley. One gentleman told me his water bill was $1,700 a month for his lawn. And it wasn't even, it was a big lawn, but it was $1,700 a month. And this was two years ago. So these are real, live. This is, these are numbers. I mean, I don't, that's a lot of money to me. <laughs> it's a lot, a of, lot money of money for to a, me. To some of lawn. these people, you know, maybe in Paradise Valley, it's just a minimal cost. But, it's, it's a lot of, and we also have to think we are in a desert. The water, if you look at Lake Mead, I'm not trying to panic anybody, but there's not much water in Lake Mead. Now, we have a lot of water here, and we have water in the underground, but we are in a desert. So, desert natural landscapes, one, they're easy to maintain, they look really nice. Go to the botanical garden. If you go to Botanical Garden, you'll see all those things. Most of those things are not even watered. They're just natural plants. They, they grow, and they can utilize and store water the way the desert made, you know, the way God made those plants. So um, you, were, you were talking about, uh, so that was it, the weeds. So no weeds grow up through the top. The only thing is the bottom. And if it's done wrong, which I do see a lot, and I can give you addresses. You go look at the jobs right now and see all the grass and nuts edge growing through the grass right now. These are jobs were done three months ago. And they may have sprayed it once, maybe even twice. If you're not 
doing it correctly, you're not systemically killing the root system of that grass and that nuts edge, then you know what? It's going to come through. So, And because you guys have done weed treatment and applications for, you know, just as long, if not longer, than you've been doing the artificial turf, you're able to go in, do the treatment, kill everything, and even then you still got to bring in your AB, your mm-hmm. quarter minus, and a lot of products that go on top. So done right, you know, just like we said at the beginning, it's like painting. If It's all in the prep work. The finished product isn't just coming in and rolling on a coat of paint. It isn't just coming on and rolling out uh, – a roll of turf. There's a ton you're, of prep right. work to okay. do it right. So the main part of this cake is basically getting your, your base in properly. Once the base is in, then it's a piece of cake. So seaming is not that hard. Rolling it out is not, you know, the base material, demolition, the the pre the pre-emergent material going underneath and sometimes there's different types of pre-emergent we have to use um, for nuts edge etc but you're right so it's it's a baking a cake if you have a nice good custard with eggs and things like that versus that imitation garbage <laughs> it's going to taste it's going to be better in, in my case and so the base is crucial it's like the foundation of a building if you don't get your pylons in right when you have an earthquake, the building's going to collapse. The same thing with this. If the base is not deep enough and done well, you're going to see sinkholes and little water ponding. It rains. Anything. Yeah, absolutely. So, and you had mentioned, you know, this. All your samples that come in here and everything you install comes from Georgia. It's American made. Looking around online, just curious about this. I saw uh, when you type in artificial turf, you know, you can get it at Costco. You can buy order on Amazon. I'm pretty sure those aren't American-made quality artificial turf, and you're only going to end up spending money. I mean, if you're talking 17 years now, I'm I, that's a serious consideration. You know, some of these at first they were like five, eight. And I'm like, that's too much for that fast the time well that's all you're going to get with a poor quality grass invest the extra american made quality ray lopez liberty greens and artificial turf and also uh scottsdale weed control and free estimates and free estimates, free estimates. okay Absolutely. if you're considering artificial turf you can find ray in the artificial turf category at rosie on the house or look online libertygreens.com thank you Bobby.